0: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Radio.
1: It's a fantastic poster, but the problem is it really <laughs> freaks me out because it's my face. With that's, a skull on it. Yeah, but that's, no, not just a skull on it. It's like it's, your face is rotting It's like away. a rotting, rotting, decaying face, <gasps> but it's you know my that's face. That's what you
0: look like underneath.
1: No, I see I don't want to think about what I look like underneath. Like this uh it's it's an awesome poster. That's the only it thing is. that disturbs me. But I can understand how everybody else w- would like that. I
0: don't think I'd like it. It's like someone Photoshopping you without like, arms or legs or something. Oh, it's God. Just like, it's like some-
1: <laughs> Now you really have given me nightmares.
0: It's like something you don't really want to see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio network, and then available via podcast all over the internets, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for... Finding now, I
0: want to superimpose your skull face on every picture we've ever taken. Oh, God. Just to freak you out a little no.
1: bit. No. See, and I hate stuff that, that has to do with the inside of the body. I hate medical shows. I hate thinking about that. Like, uh, no, it freaks me out. I would be a terrible doctor. I, no, one, no one would survive. If I had to be the doctor to operate, it, no one would live. It would be awful.
0: Well, that is a horrible story, so I'm glad you're not a doctor. Well, that I'm just saying, are depending it's a good, on to survive.
1: it's a good thing I'm not. Okay. Good thing I'm not a doctor. Um, so we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today, but we did promise this yesterday that we have a big announcement, and this is something, well, technically it's been years in the making, and uh, even more than that, the last few months. Yes. It's been, been almost
0: on. 3 months since this happened.
1: Since since the party, but yeah. then there's all the other things that went on besides that. So, we are making the announcement today that this Friday the 13th,
0: <laughs> which we totally planned, we didn't plan. Don't reveal that. <laughs> God dang it.
1: We realized that today there was going to be Friday the 13th. You're supposed to let people assume that we were that genius we that we came that up with that. We were
0: that genius. We actually were estimating Cur- pull everything. Pull the curtain back. We were, estimating, like, we were looking through all the months like, all right, which do the we curtain. want this? Replace the whatever. When do we want this? We're like, well, we want to release it on the Friday the 13th, of course. So that's when we whittled down the times. This
1: Friday the 13th <laughs> for sale online for streaming or download will be Nightmare at Nibblers. Yes, the ghost investigation of my house, all done up in the complete complete form that uh, was shown at the listener party but now available so you can watch it actually on a screen instead of a big screen in a big, you know, in, in the big venue where you can't really see what's going You can, can actually, hear it, you hear, can hear, actually hear it
0: and hear the uh, sounds and hear what or what not happened.
1: Indeed. Nightmare at Nibblers on sale this Friday. We are so excited to announce it. It's been a lot of work and actually that's been a lot of work of Derek. Derek yeah. who is, who filmed it, Derek Lemire who it. is
0: amazing
1: filmed it, produced it, put it together, um, a lot of amazing work that he did. So we put up the poster today that he has created. You can see it on Facebook, and we'll have it on this episode at FunEmploymentRadio.com. He made this amazing poster that uh, that kind of tells what's what's going on in it, and the, the tagline is, haunted by the dead or all in his head, question marks on both of those, and then a picture of my face with a super, basically it looks like half of my face is rotting off, and uh proceeds to say Fun Employment Radio presents Nightmare at Nibblers. It is it is really a pretty cool pretty cool poster. Um so we we really appreciate that and uh, it's it's going to be awesome. Oh my it gosh. Will be awesome. I'm so, so yeah. excited.
0: Well, I mean cuz I think when people uh, and I just want to say this when when you hear about somebody making a movie, you know, especially like, you know, a smaller budget movie, like you're like, okay, what kind of quality is this thing? This is a full-on legitimate production. It is uh, it has graphics, it is funny yeah it's it's like you can hear the sound it's not like we're talking in tin cans like it is a genuinely well-produced well-directed funny scary cool movie it is it is is, i mean like i remember when uh when i saw it the first time before greg had seen it uh spoiler alert i got to see a sneak peek with derek and um and a couple of our friends and everyone just stood up and clapped As soon as it was done, when you can like hear every like because it's it's one thing to see it at the party, which was amazing to see it with everybody. But then if you can hear all the little, you know, little quieter things that you might not have been able to exactly pick up on Mm -hmm. during the listener party. It's
1: it's pretty amazing. It's incredible. It really is. It's a he did a fantastic job on it. So that's going to be available uh, this Friday the 13th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. The poster's up right now. There may be a little bit more of uh, some things that will be revealed here over the next couple of days that are, that go along with this. Yes. So it's it's very exciting. So that we, we wanted to get that up there. I'm a little bit nervous because now that means a lot of people are going to see the inside of my house, which, as we know, that that freaks me out just as much as the idea that there may or may not be things revealed in this video. It, it it And now that I'm thinking about it, it really is kind of freaking me out a little bit. It
0: is actually now that I'm... Because th- it's been a while since I've seen the video. I mean, it is a landscape of your entire house. So people will actually be able to put what your house looks like
1: mm-hmm. into their
0: minds. Like you'll this, be able to see it. Like the stairway that you've seen, the little boy, or maybe not you didn't. Maybe you imagined it because you're crazy. Right. The stairway, the the creepy little crawl space. If you've ever everything. wanted to
1: see what my house looks like, this you'll get to see it in this thing. So it's... Everything I've ever talked about, for for the most part, is shown in this in this video. So... There we go. It's everything of mine exposed to the world. Exactly what I. Greg really Nibbler, don't like.
0: exposed.
1: Yeah, it says, <laughs> some clown in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live said, uh, it's like seeing the inside of you. Uh, see, this is, yeah, all these things make me nervous yes. now that I'm realizing stuff. But it, Nightmare at Nibblers uh, coming out this Friday and that is oh my God. February 13th, 2015. Available online. We'll have more details about where you can uh, where you can pick that up. And
0: again, thank you to Aaron. Thank you to Scott. And then most importantly, thank you to Derek Lemire yes. for for getting this together yes. and making it so amazing. Ugh. We are so excited! It is very. Exciting. It was one of those things. Like, all right, we're going to put it out. We're going to put it out. Then we had our meetings. And we're like, all right, now we have it done. All right, now we're going to put it out. See,
1: and Tony in the chat said, uh, "So we get to see all of Greg's stuff." Yeah, I know. See, that's honestly when coming up to filming this thing. When we when we first filmed this back in October, when we did the actual ghost investigation of my house, which is which is what this entire video is. It. Um- that was one of the things that made me just as nervous of whether or not we were going to find something like find something paranormal or find out whether or not I'm crazy either result I'm not happy about um was the fact of people seeing my house and then just cleaning maniacally and like trying to make sure everything's in its place and it, that that part oh man that that part really freaked me out
0: <laughs> so this
1: is everything everything I don't want to put out into the world is put out here for nightmare oh
0: my gosh go. look at you Greg
1: yes so there we go uh, people have been asking too if other things have been happening I don't yeah there's some odd things um I don't want to talk about those today because there there has been a few a few things that uh, that have made me kind of nervous all right what's but, been making you nervous but um what I no no I what I don't I don't uh, I don't want to talk about those today okay yeah so what but what <laughs> I was going to bring up <laughs> Is that uh, I have been having instead of the instead of the haunting type of stuff that's been going on lately? I do have a sudden influx of extremely crazy people. It's weird. There is like a
0: weird balance at your house. Like if if you are having some sort of weird noises from the inside, things are quiet outside, and vice versa. It seems.
1: Well, so here is what happened yesterday. I have, I, uh, I had a uh, an encounter with someone, and I believe this person does exist because they were outside of my house, where. I was in the house. I was in my living room, you know, just working on some stuff, just working doing, on the computer, you, doing what play, I do. As we know,
0: the, were you playing the pirate game?
1: No, I didn't play the pirate game because my roommate was home, and I won't play it in front of anybody else. So I didn't. And he was watching TV, so I, I didn't want to turn off the TV. Maybe so he heard just, the
0: show when he was trying to help you. Maybe it was some sort of intervention.
1: No, I wanted to play the pirate game. Maybe I know,
0: maybe. I know, but you couldn't because he was there. So maybe no, he was like, "All right, I'm going to help Greg."
1: No, I'm going. I'm going cold turkey. I quit the pirate game. If, if nobody's home when I get home, I'm going to totally play it. Because I had the roommates there. They were watching television. So I couldn't, I couldn't play it. You know, I wasn't going to be like, oh, we're turning off the television so I can play a pirate game. You guys can watch Excuse me. Excuse me, you guys. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. So it was actually a good preventative measure. My shame prevents, like, helps control my video game addiction. So that's how I work it. I shame myself into not playing it.
0: That's good. So it's like so they were kind of put the blockade up like if someone has a you know a drug dealer and they weren't able to reach their drug dealer that night. Mm-hmm. So therefore they weren't able to do their drugs.
1: Yeah, Assassin's Creed 4. So it's like 4. that so
0: nothing's ever been cured. It's just there was a barrier between you and the thing that you desire for whatever the works. evening.
1: Whatever works. Yes, Assassin's Creed 4 that is my drug. That is the drug of my choice and I want it so bad. Mm-hmm. So bad. <laughs> I crave it. I feel it. I I want to go attack, uh, fortification with my pirate ship so bad. But I can't do that. I can't do that. So with that, You're though, so, strong, so I was sitting right? there. I know so I was very strong. strong. No, because only because of shame. That's it. So I was so I was doing that and then uh, not doing that, but I was sitting there in my living room just on my computer and I kept hearing screaming outside my house, which this is how accustomed to crazy people in my neighborhood I am. I didn't actually get up and go look at first. I listened to this crazy so you pull, screaming. You pulled a me. Like no.
0: When I, when I heard screaming outside, I'm like, eh. No, you heard
1: like blood-curdling screams of who knows what. Blood-curdling, no. This was what I heard was a distinctly angry guy yelling profanity. And so that was going on, and I was like, well... All right, that's not entirely abnormal around my house. I do have the meth head neighbors, and I looked over at the meth head neighbors' house. Yeah, I was going to
0: ask if it was them.
1: No, I looked over at their house. Here's something odd that's going on over there, too. It was pitch black. They had no lights on. They had no no fire going. They weren't burning any wires. It was pitch black, which makes me really uncomfortable because that means I can't see them. It's kind of like I look at that kind of as um, – have you ever seen I Am Legend?
0: Yes. Okay. Well, which I will in, never see again because of that part that you know that I'm talking about. Yes, I, I know that watch. part.
1: But in I Am Legend, the whole thing is you know the people are mutated. They're kind of like zombies, kind of like vampires, but they can't go out in the sun. And so you know, like anywhere where there's no light, if you if you go in there, you know that's where they're going to be. Yes. When there's light on, I know I can at least see the meth heads, and they can you know they'll scatter because I I share a fence with um, meth head neighbors. You know, mm. and I've talked about this many times here on the show. But if there's light on, at least I can kind of see them. When there's no light, that freaks me out oh, because like, then I think they're adapting, and I don't know where they're at, and I can't tell where they're coming like from. They're
0: like the mole people who live in the underground tunnels in the uh, New York subway systems. No, that's not that doesn't no, scare me true. as
1: much as no. The, no, as, because
0: they're they're all there, but you can't see them in the darkness because there are hundreds of eyes looking at you, but you can't see them. Uh, Maybe was, there are hundreds of meth heads back there, all watching you in the dark, but you couldn't see well, them. Well, and seeing that's that's more
1: why I think I am legend. I, I think that's a little bit. I think. Mutated zombie vampire monsters are a little bit scary, scarier than mole people in New York. Maybe they're both the same thing. I don't know, yeah. but yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was like, you know. It's, and so I didn't know what's going on over there, and I kept hearing the yelling. Basically, I would hear a lot of this, like I couldn't quite tell what it was. Do like, it, goddamn motherfucker!
0: God damn it here.
1: And then there'd be nothing for like, for like I don't know, two, three minutes. I'm like, well. All right, we'll just let that go. How
0: many times did you let it go? goddamn, of shit,
1: like like rambling crazy shit.
0: Okay, you just sounded like Kenny from South Park. What were you exactly saying? You know, you're always trying to. Well, because that's I, how it like, sounds. Because that's
1: what it sounds like in my house. Because it's not right out. It's not like somebody's in the room with me. I can just hear muffled like <laughs> goddamn some of my bitch fucking shit, goddamn, cut God, up. <laughs> and so I would hear that, and I'm like, oh, all right, there's something there's something going on out there. And then finally, after the third time, I I guess I better take a look. Um, I didn't hear any gunshots. I listened for that. Because a lot of times you don't want to get to... I mean, if something was really bad happening, then I would call the police.
0: Did you bring like your wacky stick out there?
1: No, I just, I just kind of peeked my head out the back door and took another listen. And I'm like, okay, nothing's going on. Right as I get ready to close the door, there it is again. And it's very clearly a guy who's down kind of on the corner by my house uh, yelling and screaming. Okay. And didn't really make any sense. He sounded very angry, but there was nobody yelling back at him. Nobody else was, was engaging in this. And the fact that it had gone on that long, I figured, well, he probably hasn't. It's probably not somebody else actually involved. I don't know. Whatever it is, I should probably investigate a little bit more, but I'm not entirely worried. So yeah. I went out to – I went and sat back down again. And then I heard it again, and it was even closer to my house. So finally I'm like, all right, there is definitely something going on. And I opened the uh, front door. And there's a guy, because I live on a corner. Uh, I live on a corner here in Portland, Oregon. And there was a guy on the corner. And he had this long trench coat on. Uh-oh. And he was arms. He's moving around. I could see he was pacing back and forth. Very right? active. Very active. Very active pacing back and forth. And I'm like, okay, that, that, that seems like a little bit, that's, that's kind of a sign right there. And so I looked down there on the corner. And uh, I see this guy. And he's yelling out across the street. There's nobody across the street. There's nobody there and he just yells get this goddamn piece of shit out of here that is what so, the guy yelled and i am i am toning it down because i don't want to scream in our studio so that other businesses around us have to hear this but that's what he said get that goddamn piece of shit out of here
0: i'm getting the point without you screaming i'm very glad you you didn't fully scream yeah
1: and Thank so you. so that i'm like oh well all right and i tried to see what it was that he was looking at and there really wasn't anything in front of him so the problem is though he's right on my corner kind of walking a little bit onto my property and so i walked out onto my front steps just a little bit more to kind of get a take a take a look make sure there wasn't anybody else involved to figure out what's going on with this guy and that's when he he started turning around and he started walking down the street and he looked at me And he just yells, sorry about that, fuck stick. (laughs) I did not expect that to be great. He he looked at me and yelled, sorry about that, fuck stick. Sorry
0: about that, fuck stick.
1: And and, then walked on down the street. And it took me a second. So I'm like, "Okay," because he looked at me like really quick as though he knew I was already there. So
0: you were still on the apology?
1: And I was was sitting there like, holy shit, that. That just happened. I'm like, well, he did say he was sorry, but he also I called mean, just, me a fuckstick at the end. hold on to the apology. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm sitting there. Like, and normally I would engage with something like that and try to see what's Shockwave going on. I was
0: saying in the chat, fuckstick is my new favorite word. That's totally <laughs> like, my new favorite word,
1: too. And it, t- it, took, me, <laughs> it took me a 2nd like, holy shit, he just called me a fuckstick. And, and he started just walking down the road. <laughs> and I went back inside for a second. Did you I'm say still, anything,
0: or were you just... Well, no, like, it was huh. still
1: registering with me. Like what? What exactly just went on? And I walked back into the room, walked back into the ha- into the living room, closed the door, and I looked at my roommate David. And I'm like guy just called me a fuck stick. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> so I told him what went on. i to like, I want to go, go take another look. So I went back outside and just like carefully walked around and I just saw the guy. Why are was, you
0: confronting these people? They eventually go away. Like you're going to get stabbed or something one of these well, times.
1: Well, now he had me curious because I wanted to know what was going on. But he, he was already like two or three blocks down and I was watching him and he just walked up to some garbage can and pushed it over and then just kept walking. And so I was like, "Well,
0: don't follow crazy." I decided not doing? to follow crazy. Well, that's good because he's not on well, your property and not your business. What I stick. wanted,
1: what I wanted to do, was try to get some recording of him. And I, I, I had gotten a little bit earlier, but it did, it didn't come through. Uh, so I did not get the fuck stick. My lesson learned here <laughs> is to always walk out with my recorder on. So I can get that.
0: Oh, Mr. Jenky in the chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live says, much like the crazy cat lady was Sarah from the future, this dude was Greg from the future. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was polite. I mean, that in a way.
0: Like, sorry about that, fuckstick. He
1: did apologize.
0: Oh, my God. Sorry about that, fuck <laughs> Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> and I still don't know what the piece of shit was he wanted out of there. I don't know.
0: He, was, he really wanted someone out something. of there. Something.
1: It was, I don't know, whether it was a vehicle, whether, I'm not sure what it was. I I can't tell, and now I wish that I had gone out there earlier to see what he was yelling about. You know, in the previous fifteen minutes. Well, what you should have done
0: is gone outside, gone around your backyard, through the back gate, and then tried to record him around the corner.
1: Um, oh yeah, let me go through the very dark alleyway by my house where there's somebody screaming out there, where no one would be able to hear well, me. Well, that's and in your. No that's
0: like near. That's closer to your house. If he's on the corner, because crazy
1: murderers respect private property and don't go down dark alleyways where there's no real. He was light. very
0: polite in a way.
1: <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was. Uh, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm not going to sneak around there. Um, no.
0: Yesterday was your day of like really interesting nicknames. So you got fuckstick. Yeah. And then yesterday I don't know if you saw this I posted it on Facebook what? But uh, I finally Because I never Sometimes I like to look In our spam folder uh, For our Fun Employment Radio Email Like our business email
1: Yeah radio At gmail.com
0: Yes And so I was looking through it Because I'm like Okay well maybe something Because uh, somebody told me They sent something And so I was checking The spam folder for it Sure enough it showed up in there But I was looking And we get a lot of uh, A lot of young ladies Who are looking for love In all the right places Yes And those places begin With Greg Nibbler And this <laughs> one in particular I saw this and it caught my eye And it's the best thing I've ever seen And it's from a woman. Named Anna Frankum. And the subject just read Anna Frankham oh, yeah. needs love, Greg Nibbler. <laughs> in the <laughs> in the subject of it. And then she said, Hey, man sweeting. It's me, <laughs> Anna. What is a man sweeting?
1: I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I do feel like I should respond to this woman. I think you should. So the email wrote, Hey Mansweeting, and it was addressed the the type, the subject was Anna Frankham Needs Some Love, Greg. Greg Nibbler. Nibbler. So they have my full name, which is, that's comforting. Uh, it said, Hey, Man Sweeting. And, and that's what, Man do you think it's Sweeting. Like, do you
0: think it was supposed to be like Sweet Man or something?
1: Uh, I don't know. Man sweating. I mean, I do sweat, but no. You it's, are it a sweaty says, man. It says, Hey, Man Sweeting. It's me, Anna. I found your profile via Facebook. I was excited. You're cute. I want to share some hot photos with you, babe. Got big boobs and a big butt and know how to use them. <laughs>
0: Nobody wants to know if somebody knows how to use their big butt.
1: Well, I mean, she does know how to use it. That's that's the most important part of that situation. So maybe I should reply to her for the (laughs) man-sweeting.
0: Fuckstick man-sweeting. That can be your full name. (laughs) That
1: does not need to be my name. I do not like that as a name. Although, if I were going to be a porn star, that might be my porn star name.
0: Fuckstick nibbler?
1: Fuckstick (laughs) man-sweeting.
0: Wow, Greg.
1: No. No, I don't think that's going to be it. But yes, there are, there are hot photos I can click on. Why don't you click on that from your computer to that? Oh, link that I think I'm posted. okay
0: without doing that, Greg. Uh-oh. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I've just never heard the phrase "mansweeting." It was just kind of confusing to man-sweeting me. Mansweeting
1: is something special. Yeah, it was a, it was a special day for me yesterday. yesterday.
0: Mansweeting fuck stick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus.
0: Sorry about that fuckstick! stick. <laughs> Greg, thank you. They, I, if I can thank you for anything today, it would be thinking, "Thank you." I don't think I've ever, if I have heard the term fuck, "fuck stick," I don't think I've heard it in the right context. Oh,
1: really? See, I've used the term fuckstick stick" before. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's what happened. Thank the, thank the crazy <laughs> psychopath who was outside of my house. Oh, I yeah. hope he doesn't come back. But now the problem is he's seen me. He saw me. And this is
0: why you're stupid. Cri- you are one of the smartest people I know, and you are also deeply stupid. You come out of your house. Yeah, the near crazy, my property. Crazy person sees that you live in said house. He disrespects you. You do nothing. He walks away. Therefore, he knows he can walk on you by calling you a fuckstick.
1: Well, what, what should I have done? Should I come out and, and confronted him? I am not a fuckstick. No, you
0: should not have come I out at I appreciate the apology, but I am not a
1: fuckstick, sir. I no. Mean- <coughs> Here,
0: give me a workout.
1: All right. So, I mean, I don't I don't know exactly what I should have done. I did end up going back out there. But.
0: I know exactly what you should have done. You shouldn't have gone out in the first place. He's not on your property. Let him finish his yelling, because they always do, and let him be on his merry way. Well, I'd rather that's investigate. A, that's a you problem. I'd
1: rather stick my nose in what's going on. Yeah,
0: you stuck your finger in that crazy pie. <laughs> that was your fault. That what you should have done is not even gotten yourself He didn't involved.
1: shove my garbage can over, so so I guess I'm good on that.
0: That's good, yeah. I suppose.
1: maybe he res- Maybe he respected me. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Sorry that, about that, fuck stick. The, the, that doesn't the, sound like screaming <laughs> respect. <laughs> the, th- the most unnerving thing about it was just how quick he turned and knew I was there. It was like he sensed me. It was. It was pretty. That part was a little bit disturbing. Like he had a sixth sense of like somebody's looking at me. Sorry about that, fuckstick. And then he was off. Wow,
0: that's really creepy.
1: Yeah, it was pretty creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway.
0: Oh, well, I spend my night not yelling at crazy homeless people or not homeless. I guess he isn't homeless. We don't know if he's homeless or not. Maybe he was just fucking crazy.
1: Uh, no. I mean, honestly, the homeless people that come through my neighborhood are usually they're getting cans. For the most part, I don't have any. I don't, I've never had any real problems with them. It's uh, it's the meth heads and the raging psychopaths that scream at invisible things. They're the ones that I have the problem with. Sure. I mean, there was the woman that peed in my front yard. I had a problem with her, but I think that was more drug related than anything else. All right, I, I looked out my front window on a wonderful Saturday morning, just getting ready. Like It was a nice day out, probably like 10 a.m. in the morning, and walks by this woman, and I see her walk into my front lawn, squat down, go to town
0: Ew. while
1: her boyfriend stood there and watched. Yeah, and I, I was looking at him like, holy, holy shit. She's peeing in my front yard this right
0: now. This is what's happening. That's
1: actually happening. <laughs>
0: She's peeing.
1: Yeah. And that was the time when I went, I, I went outside and confronted her, too. Because I was like, hey, knock it off. And uh, her boyfriend was like, sorry, man. Like, like I should I should be upset that, you know, that I, I insulted him. I bothered him during their business. Yeah, it was quite a
0: thing. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, stayed anyway. at home. I had a more classy night. I said at home, I finished a dog painting.
1: Oh, that is yes, you did mm-hmm. actually right before uh, the show. It I saw that so you did this. So exciting! So, for those of you that don't know, Sarah Dylan paints dogs, and by that I mean dog portraits. <laughs> portraits actually, of dogs. She won't actually throw paint on your actual animal, mm-hmm. but uh, no, she t- she does dog portrait painting, and they are. Very, very, very good.
0: Thank you. Yeah. I know. I always get so nervous. I was up super late last night, um, you know, making sure that I had all the final touches done. And then, um yeah, so our friend Jen, she was who I was painting it for, came and picked it up this morning. Mm-hmm. And then I just got a, a message from her, and she said – um uh, his, Which just made me really happy She said uh, Hey Sarah You fucking nailed it I just sat in my car And stared at the painting For like five minutes Oh that's awesome That made me feel so happy Because it's like The most nerve wracking thing That's great So I'm really excited So uh, if anyone wants a dog painting from me uh, SarahXDillon.com Is where you can see Some of my samples
1: SarahXDillon.com mm-hmm. You can go there And check out the samples Of Sarah's work And order yourself A dog portrait
0: Do you want to hear Some samples of Sarah's crazy
1: Yes Alright <laughs> Hear it all the time, but sure. Ho, in a more structured format. Hey,
0: at least I don't go out chasing crazy people in the middle of the night, letting them know where I live. I make sure people don't follow. Well, me. Well, it was at my
1: house. It's not like I'm really. I mean, I can't really hide anymore. He any wasn't than at that. your
0: house. He was on the sidewalk eh, near your house. He
1: was close to my property. He was line. not
0: standing on a milk crate in your front yard.
1: I'm one of those people who respects property property lines. You know, you you, you don't touch somebody else's property. Get off my lawn, kind of guy. So that's why I had to go out there and investigate. There was not no your property
0: to investigate, Greg.
1: There's no intimidating that guy, though.
0: All right, so let me tell you, if somebody was shot and killed on that corner, and their body was laying on that corner, is that your responsibility?
1: Is it on my property? Is it
0: on your property? Is it? I don't know, is it? If he's standing on the sidewalk? Is that your property, or is that the city's property?
1: Uh, technically, that's the city's property.
0: Well, then, that is not your business.
1: Yeah, but he was walking on my property line and crossing over into the yard a little bit around the corner.
0: He was. Now you're just making <laughs> stuff no,
1: up. No, I said that at the beginning.
0: You said that he was standing on the corner in a trench coat.
1: I said he was pacing back and forth and he was. Some kind of his of going shoe on my grazed, grazed going. the
0: lawn. Yes. <laughs> oh my
1: God. So I had to go out there and check.
0: Okay, Greg. Yes. Hello, my friends. <clears throat> this is kind of a weird world of crazy, but aren't they all? But this one's particularly weird because it, um, there are a couple stories and then I end with a few stories with a theme. Okay. Okay. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dylan. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, I have an update on a story that we had last week about owls and Oregon. Now, do you remember in Salem, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. how uh, there have been stories of owls stealing people's hats and bopping them on the heads?
1: Yes, I do remember that. The, yeah, the owls of like course. swooping down and Hun- attacking and joggers. people.
0: Yeah, when joggers are running around, so they'll be... Uh, they don't say attack. It's funny. I think they're trying to make it seem a little more friendly. So They don't say the owls are attacking. They say they're bopping them on the head.
1: No, that's an attacking owl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
0: no, it's, it's a gentle bop, Greg.
1: Yeah, I don't think that.
0: Well, of course, joggers in Salem have all been aware of uh, uh, reports of an occasional owl swooping down, striking early morning joggers, and on some occasions stealing their cats. or Their cats? Their hats, not their cats. Their
1: hats. Okay, so the cats have not been
0: stolen. Not to the best of my knowledge. Okay, all right. There could be some stolen cats, but right now it's hats. Now, uh, experts believe that the owl in question is actually a barred owl, which is a large North American bird, also known as the hoot owl. So you learn something new every day. Okay. Greg, like a barred owl is a, ho- a hoot owl. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this has been happening since January 20th of this year, uh, but... Finally, a representative for the conservation director of the Audubon Society of Portland is coming out saying, Oh, no, no, don't be worried about that pesky owl. It isn't as alarming as it sounds. So he says that uh, the organization per- uh, periodically gets reports of bopping people in urban parks, but those incidents are quite infrequent, and we should be very grateful that we have owls living in our city parks anyway.
1: Okay. You should be grateful that you're being attacked by nature in the city park.
0: By a thing with, like, two-inch talony, spiky claws gonna... that can poke your eyeballs That's out. I'm not... Exactly.
1: It's going to poke somebody's eye out.
0: No, I don't want to be bopped on the head by a cute little owl with yeah, razor-sharp talons.
1: Owls are fine. They attack me. It's a different story.
0: Yeah. Well, nobody has been seriously injured yet by the owl in Bush's Pasture Park, though birds did fly off with two joggers' hats. So uh, the rep for the Audubon Society says the owls are trying to chase you out of the area because they're protecting their nesting territory which I'm sure they don't want to do that by, you know, protect by gouging your eyeballs out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In general, people don't need to spend a lot of time worrying about being hit by an owl. We coexist with owls in uh, in urban parks, golf courses, and natural areas across the U.S. and in the vast majority of situations. There are no problems at all. Uh, he said, yeah, bo- even though the owls are bopping people on the head, it's very cool to have owls in the city. Really, the leader of the Audubon Society is telling us it's Whoa, cool. Whoa, man. Whoa, man.
1: Birds.
0: Birds, man. Here's the th- birds
1: I, I I'm just going to say this I know we have listeners that probably do this and maybe you can enlighten me as far as what it what what the draw is I don't really understand bird watching I I like nature I like camping like going out sure I like to see nature but bird watching where you like collect which birds you see and like keep track of it and all that stuff
0: People really like their birds
1: Yeah I don't I don't quite understand they can do bird calls the hobby Yeah
0: They know like when mating season is Seems boring are. to me well maybe playing video games seems boring to people who like birds. Absolutely.
1: I'm not I'm not disputing that. I'm saying if somebody is into the uh bird watching type of thing, maybe they can explain it to me.
0: Right, so you're explain asking the for the a bird watcher.
1: Yeah, I'm asking for a bird watcher if they if they can explain it to me. You're asking for a bird
0: watcher to explain it excitedly as some... to why they like bird watching.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean I'm not I'm not trying to rip it. I mean people People like to do all kinds of different things. And, you know, like I said, I like nature. I like camping. I like going out. If I see wilderness, great. See wild animals, awesome. But uh, it's the general everyday birds that you go out and like, yep, there's a We used to look a at birds bird. and there's a robin. Like Girl there's a,
0: Scouts. Yeah, look at like robin eggs and that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. That's not know.
1: the same, though. That's not the same as bird watchers.
0: I know, Greg. I know. It's a thing. The Audubon... The, clearly from this guy who's the founding member of the Audubon Society. Yes. Uh, so he says, if you do find yourself on the receiving end of an owl strike, best thing to do is to vacate the area quickly and inform whoever is managing the land that owls are present. If an owl or wild animal is acting territorial, respect the behavior and move onward and get out of there.
1: That's good So thing. you're supposed to run away I'd from s- the I'd owls. still swing at it. Mm-hmm. i swing at it. Okay, now, I feel like what I'm saying is being misconstrued here. Let me, let me make this clear. So it's now uh, John Boring in the chat and said, don't you ever look up at a big V-shaped flock of ducks going over or a heron fishing on the river? Sure. That's kind of cool <laughs> stuff. A bald eagle. Absolutely. That's awesome. Craig. A robin in a tree or some starling or something like that? I don't understand the excitement.
0: Fuckstick's trying to dig his way out of a bird hole. <laughs> I just, I,
1: I don't get it. Maybe that's on me.
0: <sighs> Isn't there a movie with the, uh, there was some like Audubon Society movie, yeah, was it with, like is it? Ben Stiller or uh, one of those Might have been a actors. Wes Anderson movie, I'm not sure. Yeah. Where they all like are trying to find all of the different species of birds, cause it's like a big bird hunting. Yeah, there not was even, that. Not bird hunting, bird watching competition. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well we'll go from birds to crossbows. Let's
1: get off of birds, they don't need the bird hate.
0: Greg, this is something you like, crossbows. I have a crossbow. I know you have a crossbow. I own a crossbow. I'm still disappointed in your father for giving that to you.
1: Oh, I own a crossbow. It's not locked and loaded or anything like that, but I can take care of business if I need to. That's what I should have yelled back to the to the fuckstick man.
0: I have a crossbow! Is that like the stick man? Kind of. The stick man?
1: Yeah, I'm worried he's going to be down there tomorrow. All
0: right. A Russian man <laughs> has been arrested by prison police after he tried to use a crossbow with cell phones taped to it to get mobile phones into the jail for the inmates to use. Wow, that's a... That's pretty... I yeah, mean... This, this story actually says a modern-day William Tell yeah, it was uh, taken by prison police after he tried to use a crossbow to get mobile phones into a jail for inmates to use. So this man's name is Cornelius Bazaroff, uh, was seized with 18 mobile phones, spare batteries, and earpieces all strapped to the ends of crossbows with gaffer tape. So he was caught when a wall guard in the jail uh, in southern Russia noticed that something was moving in the trees and hit the alarm button. So they went out to investigate and they found Bazarov, and he was arrested stumbling through the undergrowth. It wasn't until the next morning that they saw what he had abandoned, which was 10 crossbow arrows, uh, the phones, SIM cards, and the bow that had been left with the weapons uh, just 100 meters from the prison fence. So prison spokesman said phones are almost as bad as drugs to smuggle into prisons because when inmates get their hands on them, they have access to their criminal networks and can even commit crimes when they're safely here with an alibi. They use them to order drugs, blackmail, threaten other inmates, or even organize revenge on people who put them in there in the first place. So now they have arrested Bazarov, who was the guy who was going to try and shoot the crossbow into the jail. And now he's going to be inside of the prison walls with all of the friends he was trying to give the phones to.
1: See, I don't think I would do that with my crossbow. I think I'm safe with that one. That doesn't sound. I don't know if I'd want to. What else what could I do though? That does give me ideas.
0: All you do with the crossbow is like shoot it at trees or shoot it at living things and both of those are
1: I don't shoot it at living things. I've never shot it at a living thing. I would shoot it at a rat. In a second. That is a dream.
0: That's a living thing. I hate rats. That's a living thing. I would shoot
1: it at a rat. You just said
0: you wouldn't shoot it at a living thing.
1: I'm not going to shoot it at a squirrel or a chipmunk or anything like that, but a rat? Yeah. <gasps> Alright, yeah. so Jez
0: posted a picture of the crossbow with the with the arrows with the gaffing tape and the phones attached to them.
1: That's a bigger crossbow than mine.
0: Yeah, that's big. Well, I guess it's a crossbow, so therefore it's kind of automatic. So it just goes, like you just hit the button and it shoots out, right?
1: Uh, describe how a crossbow works. It
0: goes, and then you go, and then like shoots out that's because exactly all of this... I couldn't have said it better myself well because but... all, of the, all of the phones I'm looking at are taped to the front of the bow and I thought that would make it kind of dip down
1: it's not taped to the bow
0: or to the arrow you know what I mean
1: I, I, not really Not a lot of times. Are you looking
0: at the same picture I I can have...
1: see the picture that you are referencing And I know this is on radio So uh, Derek is questioning picture, your, but...
0: His friendship with you right now Greg Derek Lemire Of course the one who uh, Director of Nightmare Nibblers Available online on Friday February 13th uh, He said Greg you've had a crossbow this whole time We've been friends
1: No uh, Only since Christmas No It's the one that shoots bolts
0: It's pretty awesome I'm All not right. going to lie All right, well, I do have... All right, so now that was my first part of my World of Crazy. Now I'm going into my second part, which is all themed. Okay. I know you recognize this music by now.
1: Oh, God. This is from, uh...
0: You guys... I can't get away from this, and it's going to be over after this weekend, but by golly, this is giving some good World of Crazy fodder this week. And I give you now... My Fifty Shades of Grey-themed World of Crazy.
1: Uh, uh, we have uh, something to announce about a friend of ours, too. Oh, my God, I'm so excited us. about
0: that. All right. Yeah. I swear I have enough stories to make a Fifty Shades of Grey-themed World of Crazy. That's they just kept they just kept popping up. I'm looking at them, I'm like, is that real? Okay, that's real. Wait, and then it would link to another story. I'm like, how is that real? All right, so we to start off easy. First one, attention target, shoppers. Fifty Shades of Grey bondage gear is now available. In Target stores. Target. The nation's second biggest general merchandise retailer is carrying the Fifty Shades of Grey sex sex gear line. So it's called the Official Pleasure Collection. Yes, this is Target. This is Target. Uh, Which includes the Fifty Shades of Yours and Mine vibrating silicone love ring. Which it says on the front of the package, the silicone ring uh, stretches to accommodate his girth. Oh, also, what? along with that, you can get the that, no peeking. This is at Target. This is at Target. This is not at Spartacus. This is at Target. So not only can you get the yours and mine vibrating silicone lovering you can also pick up at the Target the no peeking soft twin blindfold set, which can you can take turns with your partner to sink into submission. <laughs> All written on Target. The, the no peeking. The no peeking Soft Twin Blindfold Set.
1: Oh, wow.
0: If you'd like to get any of these at Target, which I don't understand why you just wouldn't go to a sex toy shop and support them instead of Target. Yeah. Uh, They're available on the store's website and in what the company calls the adult health area of its stores, which I guess are where the condoms are.
1: I mean, it's nothing, whatever, if people want to buy that kind of stuff. It just seems odd to me it's in Target.
0: Yeah, no, that's and that's what I thought the weirdest thing was too. For some reason, Target's doing it because because they Isn't, said they want to make money off of it. So of course, it's available in the section with the condoms and the lube, and um because <laughs> and it's also now promoting SM. But Target is saying that it's always in the adult health care. Where's area. where's the
1: adult health care at Target? I told
0: you it's where the condoms are.
1: Condom. I, oh my god, that drives me insane.
0: I, why do you think I say
1: it? Jesus, <laughs> it drives me crazy.
0: Yeah, go to Shebop. Go, go somewhere else. Don't go to Target. What is sex Shebop? Toys. Oh, it's an amazing sex toy store.
1: Online or is this? No, yeah, it's
0: a. It's no, there's a location. Oh, yeah, here in Portland.
1: Well, okay, it's not inconceivable. I wouldn't know that information. So,
0: inconceivable.
1: Inconceivable. Huh. All right. All right.
0: All anyway. right. So Target is Moving saying on. also, so the second part of this is that uh, Target is saying that, of course, they're they're putting in the adult health area of their stores. However, there is a photograph that's going around. You can find it online of someone who went to Target, was looking for a toothbrush for their child, went to the children's toothbrush brush section. And right next to it, of course, is all the S&M bondage gear <laughs> for Fifty Shades of Grey with a giant check this out. Arrow above it, and then right to the left, it's all like SpongeBob toothbrushes and stuff.
1: I, I got nothing on that one. All right,
0: so that's, that's happening just... on Target. Number two the number of Americans requiring emergency room care for injuries involving sex toys has doubled since 2007, with the majority of the increase happening in 2012 and 2013 following the release of the wildly popular erotic novels Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> People are getting stuff stuck in their hoo has because they are experimenting a little bit more oh. because of this book. I guess it's a series. These series. It's a, a series. series there's
1: more than one. Yeah. So there's going to be sequels to this.
0: Oh, this is just the beginning, Greg. Oh my god. It's just the beginning. Uh, so the overwhelming majority of these injuries, so this is the emergency room care injuries. Eighty-three uh, percent of them, to be exact, require foreign body removals. Oh. So uh, how, I don't understand
1: how you can get to an adult age and not understand how that works. That you can't, they can't fit stick something in that far <laughs> up there. And if you want to, you can get the appropriate items. I'm or sure. Or try a string
0: to it so you can pull it back out. I,
1: I'm sure there's ways you can learn online other than reading from. The problem is, like Greg, it's a, like
0: when you throw out a life or like a life ring. You know, you attach it to the boat no, so that you no. can pull it back.
1: No. No. The problem is, like, all of these all of these women that are reading this book, this is where they're getting their sex education. They've been repressed for so long. Probably the same ones who don't want uh, a lot of them. I'm not going to say every Fifty Shades of Grey reader. But probably a lot of them are also the ones who may not want, like, sex education in schools and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Want to tone but that back. But now they want to be tied up but and spanked. But they, now they think they're learning everything from Fifty Shades of Grey.
0: Ugh. Well... There are lots of people that are doing the learning because this has increased exponentially after the Fifty Shades of Grey books. Uh, so the agency shared the demographic of this of the group of patients that were the ones that were susceptible to these accidents and had foreign bodies stuck inside of them. Uh, the median sex toy injury victim is a middle-aged man. 58% of the patients are male, and the median age amongst this group is 44. Women skew younger. See, that's
1: a little – it seems like that's a little old to be experimenting like that and messing it up where you're cramming too much in there?
0: Well, that's the median age of 44. Um, so the oldest of man. Of a male.
1: So it's a male.
0: Yeah, it's the median age. However, the oldest man in that group, making the median age that had something stuck somewhere, is 85.
1: You should know better.
0: Well, the oldest woman who had to go to get something removed was 67. Fifty Shades of Grey is dangerous, Greg. Oh, and with the women uh, with the median age No, idiots are dangerous to themselves. Women with a medium age of... Do bird.
1: whatever you want, but come on. You know how physics work. You should know enough.
0: Next up, here <laughs> Fifty Shades of Crazy. This is a story out of Pennsylvania, <laughs> out of Monison, Pennsylvania. Parents in a Pennsylvania school district are... Very upset over word search puzzles that were given to middle school students based on Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, the erotic novel and movie. The students at Monison, again, it was a middle school, were given puzzles based on Fifty Shades of Grey that contain... These are word puzzles, mind you. Okay. Word puzzles based on Fifty Shades of Grey that contain terms not limited to but including spanking... Submissive, what? leather cup, leather cuffs, and bondage. Other words on the list were too explicit to print. <laughs> now, uh, parents were complaining about it yesterday at uh, at the school board meeting, saying that uh, they tried to question the school's principal and Dina students, but they refused to talk. So they weren't giving any explanation as to why they were given that uh, these How- middle school students were given these Fifty Shades of Grey boards. How would that happen? Yeah. A school school board member who spoke to the press afterwards said that the puzzle was a big mistake. It was a huge but unintentional error and collected from the five students. Okay, so it was given to a group of five students who finished it, but then they realized that they probably shouldn't have been doing it. So they apologize.
1: I wonder, do you think it's just like a prank gone wrong? Do kids still do pranks on their teachers?
0: I don't know. Do they?
1: I mean not gone wrong actually this would be a prank' no, gone this is a pretty right. good one. yeah, this would be a great prank. I don't know do kids do still do that kind of stuff
0: like have like the big senior prank and stuff yeah
1: but I mean I even know. this just like a little one like that would be hilarious if that's some kid that did that, kudos to that kid that's that's funny if he switched out the actual crosswords with a that 50 shades would be of gray. Good. I didn't
0: know where you're going with, with yeah the pranks, and then the teacher like good. handed
1: him out and was like, oh my God I gave you the wrong one and so it was actually some kid that switched it out all right that's pretty good that's that's a pretty funny prank we had this thing at our school we had um, we had these, these two guys who started we had an underground newspaper at uh, at Central High School called The Liberator.
0: You had an underground newspaper?
1: Yeah. Mhm. I knew the guys who did it. And there was there was two or three of them. There might have been more than more than that, but of the I knew of the the guys that ran it. And yeah, they would print out an actual newspaper and all it'd be kind of like The Onion, but they would just like make fun of teachers and write fake stories and stuff like that and then they would just secretly distribute it around the school huh. and nobody knew who it was really I mean we kind of knew but for a long time like the teachers had no idea and so they would confiscate them all but it would just like rip on different things it was really funny it was really funny stuff
0: that's impressive Yeah, especially for younger kids
1: yeah no it was good it was good
0: well uh, in case you were curious about seeing this movie which is getting Horrible reviews, and they're hilarious if you get a chance to read some of them. It's fantastic. All right. Um, It opens in theaters Friday. It's based on the best-selling book about a college student and her – maybe you don't know this, which is why I'm saying this. A college student and her torrid affair with a 27-year-old billionaire with a penchant for bondage, discipline, sadism, (laughs) and masochism. And since he does have a penchant for said things, there is a trend that's going on, which made me kind of laugh out loud. And it is – Something that British hardware stores haven't had to prep for before, but this is for bondage. Now, they're having hardware stores all over Britain start to prep for people coming in asking for ropes and chains and such (sighs) to be able to practice bondage since. 50 shades of gray is coming out. So this one in particular wow. British hardware store chain B&Q circulated a memo to all of their establishments telling the staff to familiarize themselves with 50 shades of gray ahead of the unexpected of the expected boost in rope sales They're just and gonna... other bondage gear.
1: Oh, how awkward is that if you have to be the sales clerk for for like, you know, a Listen to Soccer how Soccer mom this walking is. in like, "This guy, well, I need some rope. I want to try out some bondage stuff."
0: Oh my like, gosh! And these like well, hardware what? guys who have just been like, you know,
1: well, the earth working on their shit, tying all kinds of things. Let's see now, how hard do you want rope tied? Well, uh, an email
0: memo uh-huh. came out from the British hardware store uh, saying that copies of the novel will be sent to all of their stores for employees to borrow. <laughs> So that they can familiarize themselves with Fifty Shades of Grey. How
1: is that going to help them know know what kind of rope somebody needs?
0: All right, well, the memo reads... Isn't
1: rope just rope? It's how hard you tie it, I mean, I would think. I, I don't know. I Obviously, I don't know.
0: The memo reads... Following the film release of Fifty Shades of Grey, B&Q employees may encounter an increased customer product queries relating to rope, cable ties, and masking or duct tape.
1: You know what? There's appropriate places to go, I think, to ask questions about tying yourself up. And and like I said, whatever you're into, more power to you. But there's plenty of stores you can go to. You're going to force the poor hardware guy to answer the because questions because these about,
0: women are afraid of sex. Like they're they're afraid of going into a sex shop. They can go into what a it's hardware for. store.
1: That's why the that's why it's there. That's their purpose. They're there that to help is, you. But they
0: don't want to be seen going into a store. That's they, just the way it is.
1: They can answer all your questions.
0: I know they can. But that's why they're making these poor hardware store Bob, guys know what it, they, Bob down
1: at True Value doesn't need that.
0: <laughs> Bob wants to help, wants to help you build a fence. <laughs> Bob at True. I almost feel like I want to be like... I just like, feel bad
1: for Bob in this situation.
0: I want to be like a fancy old rich lady going into a hardware store like, excuse me, Bob, I just finished reading this great novel. Do you have anything that I could tie my wrists up with without much chafing? <laughs> and then Bob's going to have to answer. All right, so store managers, again... I uh, mean, and
1: think about the question they're coming in. Yeah, I want to tie somebody up. What kind of rope can I use? I mean, depending on how they phrase that question,
0: that's a, you know, it sounds like a they're kidnapping someone. question many layers. Yeah. yeah. Because when I see someone with a car full of rope and duct tape and cables, I don't initially think like, "Ooh, that guy's going to go and have Sexy. some fun sex." I think he's a murderer that's going to bury a body. Uh, so they're going to, so they're training them in increased customer product queries uh, related to rope, cable ties, and masking or duct tape. Store managers should anticipate. Oh, you won't
1: be able to hear a peep out of this duct tape. <laughs> Stop <laughs> that <laughs> mouth shut. Yeah,
0: this one has little kitties on it. Poor Bob. <laughs> Store managers should anticipate well, the need. I want to
1: hear a little bit of a little bit of squealing or you want to want to shut the whole oh, thing down. Oh my
0: god. Uh, should anticipate the need for extra stock once they research the proper stock that's needed and store staff should read the following brief to prepare them to handle potentially se- uh, sensitive customer questions. what's your return policy (laughs) (laughs) the authors of the email also point out a scene where the I guess the main character his name is Christian Grey visits a hardware store to purchase rope cable ties and tape Uh, so the memo goes on to say rather than bought for home improvement purposes these products are intended to fulfill Mr. Gray's unconventional sexual pursuits as the UK's leading hardware store we stock many of the products featured in this notable scene and then used later in the film I mean, I, in another way,
1: I guess more power to them. You know,
0: local hardware stores yeah, probably – trying probably, to make good. Probably
1: a <laughs> tough time in the economy, I guess. I guess if that works. Uh, Carrie in the chat says, A Dom friend used to go to home hardware to get supplies. But that's probably a friend who knew what they were doing and didn't have to ask. And they, Not someone asking for hardware who's employee. already in it, knows what they're doing. Sure, I totally get that. But if you're going in with a complete blank slate, like, Oh, I read this book. Now I want to get tied up. Like, okay, Cool probably uh, learn learn a little bit first, maybe. This is my... Obviously, I'm not much of a sexual advisor in any situation.
0: Greg, I really saying, think what we need I'm to do... I'm saying go to the
1: sex shop. That's what they're there for. Go to the sex
0: shop. They know what they're talking about. It's not yes. going to be some poor person who's just trying to sell you the most expensive rope. Like, just go to someone who knows what they're doing. Want to duct tape someone's mouth shut? <laughs> oh, uh, I don't want
1: them to move at all, Bob.
0: Greg, I really want to do... Not at all. We have to do a kooky show bit where um, I videotape you... I always, I always say videotape like an old person where I record you or film you or whatever the kids say these days uh, asking a hardware store worker like going to uh, True Value down on Hawthorne and going in and asking him just saying like, I just read that Fifty Shades of Grey and I'd really like to try that bondage, but I'm not sure what kind of rope would be.
1: Okay. One, no. <laughs> Two, that's your impression of my voice? That's, that's your impression of what I sound Kinda like? what it
0: sounds like. Got a little hillbilly accent that comes out sometimes. Did you really just say I'm not much of a sexual (laughs) advisor?
1: (laughs) Well, well, just in case anybody's taking my advice on things.
0: All right, there you go. So watch out, hardware store employees, for Fifty Shades of Grey people. That, my friends, is your world of crazy.
1: Poor Bob. Okay, so the other thing with this movie tonight... Mm-hmm. So, of course, we all know our friends at Geek in the City.
0: Of course, Geek in the City. They're live tonight. They're Are live... all of them going to be there?
1: Well, no, they won't all be there. Hmm. So tonight, live on the network at about 7.30 p.m., you can tune into Geek in the City Radio or, of course, go to geekinthecity.com and download any of the podcasts. Highly advise you do that. But here's the thing. One Scott Daly of Geek in the City will not be on the air tonight or on the podcast because he has to go... To the pre-screening of Fifty Shades of Grey that by is himself. Amazing.
0: By himself?
1: I believe by himself. <laughs> he has to go <laughs> to the Fifty Shades of Grey screening. It is so this is the pre-screening where the you know people try to win passes to get into. He's got a media pass so he can get in there, but then there'll be a bunch of like women who are clamoring. Who will
0: be squealing? Oh my god, that's gonna be so gross.
1: Clamoring. To get in the in there. And then there's gonna be Scott just in that movie with, by himself.
0: Oh surrounded. My God. It's
1: amazing. So I'm hoping I'm hoping Scott's gonna do do some interviews while he's down there.
0: Yeah, because Scott, if you you're need there to do as, interviews.
1: If you're there as the media. Oh, so I guess the invite says no guests allowed. That's how big it is. Now, I remember because Sarah and I worked in terrestrial radio for a number of years where we would always get these movie screeners. Most of the time, you can bring somebody else, so they're just trying to fill the seats, to be honest. Like, unless it's like Batman, you know, most of the time they they allow you to bring other people. This is no guests allowed, it is a room full of. Of probably, oh, I'm going to assume oh, sweaty no. squirming women who are going to be running down to. Sweaty
0: squirming women oh, who will be running to awful. True
1: Value tomorrow to pick up a bunch of this
0: stuff. I will not see any movie in a theater after a whole bunch of sweaty squirming women <laughs> have seen Fifty Shades of Grey. Any theater that's playing in. Uh uh-uh. uh.
1: Scott is going to be very popular. I think, oh, I mean, because I can't God. imagine there's going to be too many men in there and uh i'm going to assume he may have some some ladies i and him after the after the show wow you you're a man and you came to 50 shades of gray
0: you're mysterious oh my god
1: oh this is amazing it's it's so amazing please do interviews scott daly must do interviews
0: he has to do interviews Yep. He has to for the greater good of to. all mankind. There is no
1: choice in this matter. That's what has to happen.
0: But not with the like other media people. I'm not interested in the other media people. Mm-hmm. I want the people who are waiting in line for their chance to get tickets.
1: No, I want him to be interviewing the people attending. I also want uh, local media to interview Scott as being an attendee there. Well, I know Aaron Duran and I were talking about this on Twitter, and we did kind of loop in Stephanie Strickland. Mm. Who's on uh, Who's on television here in town about the idea of interviewing Scott? And she thought it was a pretty good that idea. That is a
0: fantastic idea.
1: I think we should get Scott's opinion on Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, because Scott's the
0: best of all because he is you know an adult male. He is also a great film reviewer. Yep, and he's funny. Yeah, and he can he'll also give a, like a, an accurate no
1: very assessment. serious questions though.
0: Oh my god,
1: this is uh, there's there's so many things so many things that can happen here. And if you are going to the Fifty Shades of Grey screener in Bridgeport and you don't want to admit to it, because I know I'm sure we do actually have a lot of listeners who are fans of Fifty Shades of Grey, fine. But if you're going to that screener, please get pictures of Scott. Oh, please. Please get
0: pictures please, of please Scott please. and send hopefully in. get him in front of like one of the passion filled, like, big cardboard signs in front of it where there's like lots of bondage <laughs> happening. That's all we want. That's all we want for next Christmas. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: Oh my God. Usually at those screeners they give out like some sort of trinket. What do you think it'll be? Blindfold.
1: Oh, God. You're Don't right. You think? Probably. Uh-huh. Probably. That's probably With Fifty what would... Shades
0: of Grey printed on the outside of it?
1: Yep. That's totally what it'll That's be. That's
0: exactly what it'll be. Oh, they're not going to give people ropes. That's just kind of dangerous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that doesn't seem right.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Well, there you go. Scott, yeah, Scott,
0: yeah. Yeah. Scott has to dress up.
1: Oh, yeah. He's got to wear a suit. He's got to wear a suit.
0: He has to. Oh, God. Yeah, I... Would pay American money, I think, to see him actually be able to sit in that theater. And he's so tall anyway. He's going to stand out.
1: Yes. It will be amazing. Mm -hmm. So there we go. So Geek in the City on tonight. San Scott. Hopefully we'll be seeing some stuff (laughs) online about that. All right. Um, I didn't realize what time it was. Actually, Uh, 1.55. We could do a little bit of ball talk. Oh, did you want to? Yeah. Let's just do a little bit, just a couple of updates on stories because there there is one guy that I may have become a fan of.
0: Alright, just recently. Yeah, just, just
1: because of just because of what he said. And also there's somebody else that I'm very extremely jealous of. Alright, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Alright, uh, first up, I'll do this one. So this person got so damn lucky. That it it drives me crazy. It's one of those things where you wish it would happen to you, where you wish you would find something like this at a garage sale or whatever. And it's a guy who was watching watching television and they were talking about doing, it was a documentary on Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi, do you know who that is? Well, see with wrestling? Vince Lombardi is uh, considered one of the greatest football coaches of all time. Oh,
0: I knew that. I was just seeing if you did.
1: The trophy is named after him, the Lombardi Trophy. Uh, He was a legendary coach at Green Green Bay, and then also before that, he was in the Army and went to West Point. And they were doing this documentary, and they talked about how Lombardi uh, was an assistant at West Point from 1949 to 1953. And they show a picture in this documentary of him wearing this sweater. And this guy was watching it with his wife, and his wife was like, you know, we have a sweater that looks a lot like that, and it was from West Point. Why, I wonder. Wouldn't that be weird if it was actually Lombardi's trophy or Lombardi's sweater? They went into their went in and checked it. Sure enough, written in there in hand, Lombardi forty six. Oh. It was actually Lombardi's sweater with his writing on it. Turns out this thing that they bought for fifty eight cents at a Goodwill outlet is going to be worth about twenty grand. Of course, it is twenty Jeez. grand. Twenty grand. Is what this this thing's going to be worth? So good luck for them. Uh, moving on in ball talk, we'll just do a couple. One is uh, comes from a New England Patriot, so Brandon Browner, one of the guys that helped disrupt the pass at the end of the game to give them the win and and you know when encourage the uh, the interception that happened. Yeah, so that yeah. The, the Patriots ended up winning. Well, Brandon Browner made an unsolicited post on Twitter. Regarding something that happened at the Grammys, so we all know that uh, now. Probably you know that Kanye West walked up, walked up while Beck was winning his album of the year award. Yeah, walked up like, and stuck then, his
0: hand out and like turned around.
1: Yeah, and turned around and walked back. At, at first, it looked like maybe he was making a joke and lampooning himself. And That was like, all right, that's kind of funny. Then after the after the Grammys, he made a statement talking about how Beck needs to respect artists and went off on Beck.
0: He doesn't know how to be funny. No. I know I was tricked for a second no. too. I'm like, oh, was he funny? <laughs>
1: No, for a second, you thought you had a sense of humor. No, nope. he does not have a sense of humor. Mm-mm. So Brandon Browner actually went on Twitter and posted this and just wrote Kanye West is a sucker. Everybody don't listen to Beyonce. Second time he tried to steal somebody's shrine. First time it was a 15 year old girl. So he's saying basically Brandon Browner saying not everybody listens to Beyonce and he's making fun of Kanye for the first time trying to steal it from a 15 year old girl, which was Taylor Swift. Even though she was 19
0: And not everybody listens to Kanye I don't know Like, I, I hear people that you know I deem credible Saying like Oh he's a genius I'm like I don't know anything about him All I know is that people I know Say that he's a genius But I don't know anything he, about him
1: He musically Yes he's he is kind of a genius He is a terrible singer Awful singer mm-hmm. Awful Awful singer when he, when he tries to sing He's one of the worst I've ever heard Jay-Z's right up there too Jay-Z can't sing <laughs> Jay-Z cannot carry a tune he can. He's an amazing rapper. He can't carry it too. He
0: See, Jay-Z, I can see the total talent in that. Kanye West, nah,
1: I don't know. Uh, Kanye's got it too. He's just more of an asshole, so you will never get to acknowledge it.
0: Yeah, I guess I've never paid attention the, to what he does, so I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, but here's the thing this guy also said. He said, people who tried Beck and Taylor Swift, real tough guy. If only I could have been Beck for one night, Kanye would be rapping through the wire. <laughs> he's talking about how he would have knocked out Kanye if yeah. tried to take it from him. And that is kind of a point. Kanye has tried to take it from a 19 year old girl and then Beck, who is, you know, 100 pounds.
0: So, yes, yeah, skinny, like the tiny frail little list of frail people.
1: man who looks sick. Yeah. That's who Kanye's walked up there to do. So, anyway, there we go. Brandon Browner. I kind of like that. Kind of like that. That's pretty awesome. All right, and finally in this, we got this story about Cardell Jones, who is the Ohio State quarterback. So, he's the quarterback who won the national championship for them against, um, against Oregon. He's the guy who is. He was playing in his second game. He was the third string quarterback the entire year, but then he went in and played amazingly against Oregon. Well, one of the things that he does, Cardale Jones, is he goes and visits kids in hospitals around in Ohio State. So, kind of a cool thing, you know. That's that's what you should be doing. That's that's very cool. But he goes in there and he'll play video games with them. So he'll play NCAA football games against the against the kids in the hospital. Oh, that's cool. It's cool. There's this article that came out that talked about how Cardell Jones goes in and beats beats kid in video game ninety-one to thirty-five. So he played NCAA football. He played as himself and beat him ninety-one to thirty-five. And Cardell Jones actually made a Twitter post about that, and he said, "Man, I wish everyone would stop saying I beat a kid in the hospital ninety-one to thirty-five. It was ninety-eight to thirty-five. I had ninety-one with one minute twenty-six left in the fourth. So he didn't get he, did, he didn't take it easy on the kid. No, he kicked the kid's ass in in playing football." That's kind of funny. I mean, they were still playing. I'm sure it was. I mean, maybe you would say he could let the kid win. I don't know.
0: I don't see anything like, bad play about it.
1: You wanted to play him. I mean, he, he beat him. I thought. I thought it was kind I of. I mean,
0: funny. it kind of would have been nice to look at. Kind of would have been nice.
1: <laughs> but he was there playing, <laughs> playing with him. I'm sure the kid was okay with it in the end because it's Cardell Jones coming to visit him and play, yeah. play football. Just, uh, just got to get better. Challenge him back. Yeah, two is in the chat. Jones beats kid in hospital. <laughs> That's not the best headline. <laughs> <laughs> no. Freedom
0: ninety-eight
1: to thirty-five. All right, there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Awesome. All right.
0: Now all you can think about is video games, isn't it?
1: Uh, it's no, because I can't. Because we may going be there. I cannot play a video game. I can't do that.
0: Don't. Do it. You can't. Do it. No.
1: What I need to do is go home and get some more of uh, my personal tax stuff ready because it's tax season.
0: Oh, yes. I know
1: it's not the most exciting thing, but the good thing about this is I just have to get like, the basics together. And well, then it's not I bring exciting.
0: It. It's a certain thing. We all have to do it. You might as well make it as easy as possible.
1: Yep. So I'm going to get my stuff together and then bring it into Gilbert, who is our tax guy, mm-hmm. at H&R Block. So H&R Block, um, we're, he's here at the local 127th and Sandy, and you can give him a call, too, and set up an appointment with him. And uh, get your taxes taken care of. Yep, so you can
0: reach him at 503-231-8888.
1: 503-231-8888 and get your taxes taken care of.
0: Yep, so Gilbert is awesome. He's been doing our taxes for like three years now. Very cool guy, makes everything make sense. Uh, He's here locally. He has all the kinds of, every fancy registration that you'd need. He has years and years of experience.
1: He's incredible. Yes, he is. So Gilbert H&R Block, get your taxes taken care of Yes. By All right. And coming up this Friday, the release of Nightmare at Nibblers. Oh, my God. You can see the poster that uh, Derek has designed, and it is at FunEmploymentRadio.com, and then on this episode, and then also on Facebook, where you can follow us, Facebook.com slash FunEmploymentRadio. Like us on there and see the poster. But then the, yeah. uh, the, big, the big release is this Friday. There's going to be something else tomorrow, though that you want to pay attention to.
0: I'm super excited for something that. Something else. Me too. It'll be something you'll want to see.
1: Absolutely. So coming up on the network tonight, uh, the Carl Show is starring Jason at about 5.30 p.m., followed up by Geek in the City Radio. Geek in a- the City. Right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio.
0: Bye, guys. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.